Aloha, I'm Ash. Aloha, mates. My name is Matt. Welcome in. We are the Yoga Cup. <laughs> this is the Inner Work Podcast, and I think Matt forgot that we were in Georgia and thinks we went to Australia. No, it's not. <laughs> it's not Australian. It's, you know, it's down in across what? the pond in London. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> If she thinks it's Australian, I, I really doing, must be botching it. Yeah, I think you should be doing a down south accent. Mm, y'all been down there, huh? Yeah, I think that's more appropriate. What What have y'all been doing out there? <laughs> what have y'all been doing now? So, What's been going on? We've been gone for three and a half months, and we left the island because we were evacuated from mm. freaking volcanic eruption taking our neighborhood. So we were on mainland for the last several months, and this is our first podcast recording since returning. So yay! We're so happy to be back. <laughs> yay to be back. Yes. Super exciting. Uh, I heard y'all had a volcano. What is that? <laughs> What's one of them things? What does yeah. that do? So if you guys didn't know, Kilauea erupted on Big Island, Hawaii in our neighborhood, and literally lava broke through the earth, created giant cracks, and spewed lava, and created lava rivers, literally like in our neighborhood. So we were forced to evacuate and move out of our home. And it's been a wild adventure ever since that happened in May. It kind of really redirected our lives in a lot of ways, and we are on a completely new path from this one random event that we couldn't have foreseen happening or controlled or controlled which is today's podcast theme and um yeah it really redirected our lives and was super scary um super uncomfortable and and full of lessons therefore <laughs> exactly <laughs> wonderful wonderful topic and food for thought yeah have your house taken by volcanic eruption and see yeah. what emerges in your psyche Exactly. <laughs> so well, it was great. <laughs> yes, that's so what. So let's talk about what happened. We're gonna rewind. Yeah, we're let's go rewind. back to May. So we're gonna go back to when it all started. Yeah. So first of all, we miss you guys, and it feels good to be back yeah, in the community. Yeah, we need to. Let's get caught up. Yeah, let's get caught. How's up. life? How are things? How's How your are mom? You? you know, how's the sister? Yeah. The husband, the wife, you know, yeah. catch us up. How are you guys? <laughs> so how we are is, um, yeah, in May, volcanic eruption happened. And really, it was this really unexpected event that happened. Uh, we had hundreds of earthquakes. It was a really unusual time. And all of these earthquakes were the catalyst for the volcanic eruption. Like I said, erupted from the earth and forced us to move out of our house in an hour's time. Like literally as soon as the first lava pushed through the earth we were moving out of our house with a u-haul because we knew that the lava was going to take our house and all yeah we kind of knew it was coming we had had a couple nights leading up to that where we literally had to leave the house at like two or three in the morning because it was just way too hard to sleep yeah earthquake, earthquake the earthquakes earthquake. were like about every 10 to 15 minutes and they would shake the house it was like a, a bomb was going off outside like we knew the lava shake. was gonna break through and then also when we would sleep it was like there was this subway underneath us like a river of lava of, oh yeah like a river of lava yeah. <laughs> under our home because there was <laughs> yeah so that was kind of eerie it was hard you know it was really hard to yeah. um to so, relax. So I think we kind of knew it was coming. We had a pretty strong intuition that it was going to be time. So we're going to shorten the story because we want to focus on the lessons rather than the actual event. But mm -hmm. long story short is we 
kind of had an intuition that these earthquakes were going to be the result of a volcanic eruption in Kilauea in Hawaii. Is or a rather, shield. these earthquakes would be a catalyst yes. to an eruption. Yeah, Kilauea is a shield volcano. So it's not like an explosion from the mouth of the volcano. The lava goes through these lava tubes under the earth, travels miles away from the actual crater, and then busts through the ground. So it's like really interesting because you could kind of be anywhere within... You know, just a certain cracks radius. Will start forming. And then lava will just break <laughs> through the earth and there will be a lava river. So we there, knew, there it is. We knew this was coming um, for a few days and we had the intuition to move out of our house. And literally, as we were moving out of our house, moving our furniture out of our house, the first fissure opened yeah, two streets right, down. Right next to us. Yeah, and wild. lava started spewing from the Super earth wild. and eventually turned into this huge... Volcanic Massive eruption. flow, one of the biggest flows here on Big Island, and uh, I think we heard over a couple hundred years. Yeah, like eight hundred homes and um, mm-hmm. a lot of the beautiful spots here on Big Island. So um, what ended up happening was we moved out of our house so quickly; it was literally like a shock. You know, like one minute our life is normal, and the next minute we're driving a U-Haul out away from the National Guard and all of these military yeah, and tanks. And the sirens going off, and like sirens so dramatic. So dramatic. It was so ridiculous. And we have everything we own in the back of a U-Haul, and we're just like, what just happened? Totally. Like, we didn't know where we were going to live. We didn't know if... Didn't know what was going to happen. If this was going to, you know, take, like, the island, a big part of the island. We mm-hmm. didn't know if our neighborhood was going to be okay. Was it going to stop? Um, we didn't know where we were going to be sleeping that night. I mean, it was just like... What a mess. A mess. And... What it, an adventure. It was an adventure. So I had mixed feelings in that moment of mm-hmm. excitement because I kind of like dramatic changes. I really am kind of like an adventure-seeking person. And adventure and constant change... <laughs> in certain aspects, yes. ...is exciting for me. In certain aspects, yeah. As, as far as like travel and new career changes... And However, when it comes to Ashley's homes. physical life and well-being, we realize that she is... Very, very frightened. Yeah, which I didn't really know that deeply about myself until this moment. Totally. So, um, what ended up happening is these earthquakes didn't stop. Like, they just kept getting more and more intense. We ended up coming over to our friend's property. They have this gorgeous yoga yurt. And we, you know, makeshifted it into a bedroom. We moved our bed into it. And we were just sleeping there on the floor, waiting for all of this to, to pause and to stop. And the earthquakes just wouldn't stop. And with these earthquakes came, you know, messages from the government on our phones. We'd get these texts, these alerts of like, possible tsunami, 6.9 earthquake, you know, like move to higher ground or just kidding, no tsunami threat. And it it was just like th- notice after notice about physical, your life could be in physical danger or um, be prepared, toxic gases being released from the volcano and sulfur and wear gas masks mm-hmm. and people in tents, everyone like, it's like refugee. Yeah. Everything's on fire and mm-hmm. people are sleeping in tents, like on the side of the road and in parking lots and, um, and shelters. Yeah. Electricity is going out and they're telling us to make sure we have enough water and food and gas. And it just got super intense. It got pretty real for Ash. Yeah. So I <laughs> had a breaking point. Yep. Where I really couldn't handle the intense energy after, I would say, a week of that. Mm-hmm. It really just got to the point where I felt like I needed to completely get off the island. 
like I couldn't stay here anymore. We're pretty close to the ocean, even where we were staying um, at our friend's property. And every night I would go to sleep just thinking, you know, it's a giant tsunami is just going to hit us. An earthquake's going to pop off while we're sleeping and we're just going to get taken <laughs> by a tsunami. And it got to the point where I had post-traumatic stress from all the earthquakes. And we had a 6.9 or maybe, maybe it was even a 7. Um, I just, I couldn't handle it anymore. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty interesting, you know. Um, and then for me, it was resisting. No, oh, why is this happening? Why why are we doing this? I don't want to leave. I don't want to change. I don't want to, you know, my experience was just like total resistance. I was just pissed. Time. Damn it, I really like that setup. Like everything was perfect. I was like 10 minutes away from my favorite surf spot. We were in Hawaii. We lived in this beautiful jungle. We had this gorgeous home. Like everything was perfect. We just like, you know, and no, it's it just gone. gets taken. And, you know, I was really, like, resistant. I didn't want that to uh, happen. I didn't want that to be the story or, you know, I don't know, something like that. Just So you have me, who's just terrified. She's terrified. And, and then, then you have Matthew, who's just, like, pissed. Like, he's just so <laughs> mad. He's, like, mad at the volcano. He's mad at the island. <sighs> he's he's just, like, he's mad at me. It's almost yeah. like... I knew we should have come here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> then he's mad at me because he uh... is... I'm the one who moved us to Hawaii. And Matt like takes all of his resentment is like basically Ashley this is your fault because you're the one who moved us here and moved us into this house and now there's a volcanic eruption and F you uh, and now you're afraid and terrified now I gotta deal with and that and now I gotta deal with you oh, so we had like a, a really dark month there it was before. it was Pele's fireman she was burning up the darkness yeah it was, it was a definite low for sure for me I know I hit a low because I was just like dude like I'm over this like why is everything not working out? Like, it just seems like this, these are all signs that, like, no. Yeah, you guys, like, we wanted to we were like, forever move yeah, into we this wanted to, area. Like, we had land we, we were starting to, to pick like, out. We were pick like, out land and open a yoga retreat center, and then, like, it got covered with lava. Yeah, now it's like it's all gone. So it's kind of an interesting experience to go through. Um, it's like a huge death process so in so only, much of our, our life experiences were there as well not only did our like present get taken of you know our present situation of our home and like where we were living but we had a whole future story wrapped up around this little area mm. of the island that then the moment that the lava took everything was like well now what are we gonna do so mm -hmm. we didn't know change good old change yeah we didn't know even what we were gonna do for our future so it was really interesting so some Things that we had to work through were, for me, was my deep fear of dying. And I didn't know that I had this fear of dying um, so intensely because I do a lot of meditations on death. I do a lot of work around accepting Matthew's death because I'm so attached to him that I'm like, I really got to process, you know, maybe one day Matthew will go out surfing and he won't come back. So oh, shit. I do. Don't wish that leave on me, Ricky Bob. It's true. I have to... <laughs> process that because I have a fear every time you leave I'm like you know afraid of it so I don't I, think that's how I'm gonna go but I do Just a lot of work it. around it right I do a lot of work <laughs> around accepting death and when I do my death meditations they're usually this really beautiful experience where I'm laying in shavasana and I you it's know, like my, a peaceful slumber yeah my soul <laughs> is like hovering over my body and I I look at my body and I'm like you know like it's been great kind of thing <laughs> and I know that I'm gonna like transcend I'm this peacefully whole thing. leave you now yeah 
But what I haven't done is like stood in front of a thousand foot tsunami wave and then like gotten hit with it yeah. in the middle of a volcanic eruption and like it's like Armageddon and the lava <laughs> sinking into the ocean and like a shark eats me and or yeah an animal eats you yeah. or a car hits you like, or like just something more traumatic. Yeah, I haven't like meditated or on someone shoots you. Haven't read yeah, some the crazy how, shit like that. Right? Yeah. Of like a really scary experience. Exactly. Always a really beautiful death yeah. meditation. Oh, I'm just gonna peacefully leave in a meadow of flowers. Yeah. <laughs> totally. That's always my death meditation. Maybe we all fantasize about that. Yeah. So what I realized is, wow, I'm more afraid of death than I have acknowledged. Mm. Or or a traumatic, scary death. Yeah. And what that's doing for me is not allowing me to live because mm. currently, you know, we were living on the island. There was no tsunami. I actually was physically safe. I had escaped the volcano zone. There was nothing going on. But yeah, you I were couldn't... actually okay. It was actually a really fun, wild adventure. Yeah, but I couldn't sleep at night. I mm-hmm. couldn't walk around the island peacefully. Mm-hmm. I was constantly basically looking over my shoulder. Every little shake or noise, I was jumping and just thinking, it's a, it's an earthquake, it's a tsunami, mm-hmm. um, it's, you know, another explosion. Yeah, you were totally, like, shell-shocked. I, is a lava bomb going to fly through the sky and hit me? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I just could not relax. Your mind could not stop creating stories of fear. No. So that was a really big opportunity because I realized I have a big blockage to enjoying my life. Like I can't be present. I can't feel at peace because my external situation is so extreme and intense that it is stealing my peace and stealing my joy so much so that I literally convinced you to fly off the island. Mm -hmm. And I was averting my fear. Because I was afraid of something. Yeah, instead of that's true. And we, like, I wanted to ha- have you face it. You're just like, it just can't. I couldn't face it. Can't. And instead of sticking through it and healing it and working on it, I had to run away from it and get away from it in order to feel calm again. And that mm-hmm. was part of my processing. Um, I eventually ended up being brave enough to come back. Yeah, but... it's not, yeah it's, and it's not necessary, you know, because I think what I feel is there's a lot of people who are in very... Uh, scary or traumatic situations and it's important to realize that if you don't have the option to separate yourself from it it's still possible to do the work if you're forced to no I did not need to run away but you could have faced the fear within your mind so yeah how did you face it once you finally had your well I didn't I didn't have the clarity to understand what I needed to do um, because I was so stuck in the experience and the sensation of the experience all the the sensations and in yoga um, we are to practice pratyahara which is um, removal from outside stimulation to go inward so we're to kind of like mute the senses in a way so that we could go deeply within and I wasn't practicing that I wasn't aware that I was so absorbed in the simulation of all the sensory you know, the feelings, the sulfur mm-hmm. smells, the, the sounds. The... Everyone else's fear. I was so immersed in sensation. What I needed totally. to practice was pratyahara. I needed to go, go inside and get quiet and let mm-hmm. all that chaos happen around me but be still within. Mm-hmm. And I have I practice this, right? But But what's interesting about inner work and this path, right, is once you work on something and understand it you're then given like the next level of understanding and I had understood this on maybe a more superficial level 
and it went really deeper when the volcanic eruption happened and I felt like my life was in danger. I had yeah, to... You actually got to confront a new, better challenge for you. Oh my gosh. Meditating on death as a pleasant shavasana <laughs> experience is like uh, grade level one. Yeah. You know, it's like, welcome to first grade. Uh, your death's going to be peaceful. You're not going to experience any pain in life. Yeah. It's going to be wonderful. Yeah. It's going to be great. Right. It's going to be great. You know, and it's like, okay, that's cool. But like, have you meditated on the actual fears? Oh, yeah. The fear of maybe dying slowly, of it being painful, of being drawn out, of, you know, get into the deep human fears and face that. Well, for me, it was tsunami. Yeah, for you, it was dying by natural disaster. Yeah, like a really intense, scary, physically, I don't know. Yeah, and I think for people like, you know, our friend and I, we grew up in nature. So, like, we've already kind of faced nature and thought about, like, yeah, like, nature could, could kill me. I could, I'm going to accept that now because otherwise I'll be too timid to go, like, camping and, and survive, you know. And so when you have already, like, looked at it and faced it, you have the, the chance to process it. But because of where you grew up, right, it's like being... Like, when have you ever had to go survive in nature? No, never. Yeah, like, instead, like, I'm a Boy Scout. Like, I was, like, grew up doing random stuff like that. Like, all right, survival challenge. Like, oh, you have a pocket knife. Go be in nature. You know what I mean? And so it's kind of cool that you got to experience this, like, new version to look at. Like, well, what about this? Yeah, and we don't know sometimes where our limitations lie until we're triggered, right? It's Mm -hmm. like, this life is a simulation. It's giving us experiences for us to transcend and mm-hmm. move beyond. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even know I had this really limiting totally. fear until it was in my face. Totally. So that was the work that I had to do. And my meditation evolved from this peaceful, my soul floating above my body to like facing my biggest fears. And I literally would visualize mm-hmm. me rooting my feet into the earth and standing in front of this giant tsunami, this wall of water just coming and like volcano erupting and like everyone screaming and running for their lives. And then I just stand still because I know and you're just like, it's coming and it I look and I just accept it and get hit by the tsunami. Yeah, because you still will go on. You yeah. actually will not, it won't matter. Yeah. Like so, it will not actually, in the eternal perspective, it, you're still going to be... Yeah, and this might seem extreme still... for a lot of our listeners, well, but like it's important to face for me, death, I was in this situation where it was a extreme natural disaster. We're living mm-hmm. on the coastline, and this was a real fear for me. Every time we I... get in our car, we're facing death. I mean, sure. that's the most dangerous thing we do every day. So why this is relevant for our lives, whether it's a tsunami or, like you said, getting in the car if you're afraid of driving, maybe you've been in a car accident, or whatever the fear is, we have to ask ourselves... If it's, is it stealing my present? Is it stealing my joy? Is it, is it not allowing me to live fully? And if there's anything that's not allowing us to live fully, because I was definitely not able to be present, then that's where the work lies. Mm. And I had to work on that. And I had to evolve my practice to face where I was. Mm -hmm. And so that was the big lesson of Volcano for me. And, um... Yeah, and then eventually, if you don't face it, it's going to come back around because I had to come back to the island. I had to come back. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't hide from it for you forever. Can, and I'm so proud of you because you are so amazing now. Like, you're so confident. You have a new 
appreciation for your capabilities and for your body and for your you know, ability to stay within, even though the external may be intimidating. Yeah. And I just want to reiterate, like my fear was so intense that there was a time where we were sleeping in our bed and we have one of those, um, tough to needle, like kind of foamy mattresses and Matthew would breathe and I would think that it was a earthquake tremor. And he'd be like, I was just breathing. Yeah. That was just, that was just the lungs. Yeah. So it was, it was really bad. My post-traumatic stress from this experience so i feel yeah. like i've come a you long extremely way extremely anxious yeah i'm pretty much peacefully. the most intense anxiety i've ever seen you demonstrate yeah i constantly thought constant. i was pretty in constant. a state of life or death and we're breaking into tears quite often and 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 to, to layer on top of that i wasn't in a situation of life or death but i had created the story in my mind exactly and that's yeah and this is the crazy thing okay guys let's have a moment of relationship discussion if you're in a relationship or doing spiritual work with a, with a friend or, or someone a teacher practicing something like this or a partner or a partner you have to understand that uh you can't really always help the other person right like no matter what i said or what our friends tried to say at the end of the day ashley had to do her own work and she had to come to her own conclusion about all this and that's the that's the fascinating thing i think to have watched it and I know when we get to, you know, my baggage, she's going <laughs> to she's gonna mention how an incredibly exhausting and interesting it is for her to have to watch me because she wants to try to, you know, help me. And it's at the end of the day, I have to do my work. So, so it's very interesting to see how, you know, we all have to go through our own processing. Because you wanted we, to take it away. Yes, it, it, because to me, it's like it's already been learned. So I'm like, come on, it's just like ABC right here. And... That's the thing with life. We all have learned lessons at different times in our life. You know, Ashley didn't... I've been on like thousands or rather hundreds of camping trips. Been in nature so much that I've faced that. So how am I supposed to hold Ashley accountable that when she's gone camping like twice? You know what I'm saying? So we all have different levels of things we've learned and and different lessons that we hold. And we just... We can't expect other people to know that and to hold them accountable for it because it, it takes their peace away. It takes their space to learn it. And so my ideal self would have held, uh, handled this a little differently and just been like, so be it, Ashley, if you, whatever you need to do to like figure this out. Yeah, like allow my instead, feelings to be valid. Yes. So here's something important that I just want to reiterate is that it's okay for me to be afraid. Absolutely. You know, part of our healing is that we have to acknowledge where we are. We have Absolutely. to acknowledge our emotions. If I'm terrified, mm-hmm. me suppressing that and burying it deep down and in, in not acknowledging it mm-hmm. or fully feeling it will only perpetuate and make the, the issue live longer. Yeah, it'll come back in another form. So it's important for us to accept where we are but the, the work is to move beyond it, is to keep moving because it's like energy, right? It's always moving. Like even at a really microscopic level, everything's always moving. Everything's always vibrating. If something stops moving, that's where sickness and uh, dis-ease comes from is the stagnation. So like even with the earthquakes, if the earthquakes stop completely, that means that the energy's stuck and there's going to be a massive big earthquake or even an explosion at the volcano like small little tremors are necessary because it's healthy movement so energy has to keep moving so we can feel 
where we are, but we've got to keep moving. So we don't stay stuck in fear. We don't stay stuck in grief. We don't stay stuck in sad sadness. We feel it, we allow it, and we keep moving. And we're always moving. We're always changing. We're always evolving. Mm-hmm. Like that's a healthy space to be in. So. And pull the wisdom from it. Yeah. Because it's there to draw attention to something and to bring new wisdom. Yeah. You it's know? the stuckness that's that's where the, the sickness comes from. Mm-hmm. So if I was to bury my fear or bury my anxiety and not deal with it, it would be stuck. Mm-hmm. And I think ideally, or not ideally, but just uh, ironically what happens is as partners, we often don't want to have to go through the more negative emotions with our partners. Mm-hmm. And so that, I think, is what causes a lot of, we know in our own relationship, but I'm sure in other relationships, that's what causes most of the struggles and the fights and the arguments is because you're on two dif- different energetic um, frequencies regarding a particular issue and it and it and it causes like a rift of where you can't appreciate where the other person's at. Right. So if I'm like, you shouldn't be afraid. Here's why. And you're like, I don't care that you're not afraid. That's great that you're not. Yeah. But I still am. Yeah, you're resisting yeah, my fear. Because exactly. it's an inconvenience. And I'm I'm glad you're happy, but like I'm worried and I'm scared and I'm glad you're like excited. You know, and I think that that's what's funny and something that we really observed is that you have to, you just have to be patient. You have to yeah. allow your, well, your partners love, to experience their experience and to love them through it no matter what. Love is, you know, loving other people is when you mm-hmm. take on their burdens as your own. So when you love them as much as you love yourself. Mm. So when you're able to love your partner as much as you love yourself. And allow them to therefore express whatever they need to express. Mm-hmm. So we had, you know, layers of epiphanies here. So obviously my fear I had this huge breakthrough with and Matthew got to learn how to love me through it but then he had his own personal work to do that I had to love him through right yeah because all of that resistance um you know leading right off what Ashley said one of the first ones was like (laughs) stop being afraid like resisting that you're afraid. Yeah. Like I'm like knock it off. Like come on. Like it's fine. We're fine. You're gonna be fine. There's not gonna be a problem. Yeah. Look at it right you now. You didn't like, want me to have a problem. I didn't want you to have a problem. And I think that I think that a lot of possibly a lot of men feel that way. Being problem solvers that we are, we're just like, there's not a problem. If there's a problem, let's fix it. And it's like you know what I mean. Like but we're you can't. obsessed with it. But I can't. I can't fix this problem. Yeah. She has to do the work herself. And that is a really big surrender. And that is my thing. Is I have to love and surrender. And just accept her. And that was just one layer of your resistance. Right. Yeah, that was just the beginning. And then, you know, then resisting the fact that I lost my dream setup. And that that was, you know. We loved our house. I was in heaven. You we know? loved our yard. I made, we loved I would make comments like, where I think I'm lived. good for the rest of my life. I think I could just literally like stay here until I die. It like, was the most beautiful piece of the found... island in our opinion. Like, there's nothing going to be ref- left in the world. We like, lived I'm in the so jungle content. with old, beautiful fruit trees mm-hmm. down the road from Matthew's favorite surf spot. S- just beautiful surf spot and hardly any people. Just good vibes, amazing locals. Like, just so beautiful, so true. It was just amazing experience. And it just got taken, so... And that was hard to let go of, you know? That was really hard to let go of. Um, and just the way it went went down, you know, accepting that... Accepting that um, 
<laughs> ultimately lava just came and took it. You know, it's not even something that I had any control over. And that I think was really paramount to what taught the lesson so well. Then you resisted leaving the island. Mm-hmm. And then resisting leaving the island because Ashley wanted to Basically, leave the island. Basically, the entire time, just of every the lava every decision eruption, we kept making, I was just like, "Oh my gosh!" He was why? pissed no. and kicking his feet, and it was like we had to. He was just resisting the entire like every day was he was just so irritated mm-hmm. because he hated everything that was happening. <laughs> that's a really brutal way to say it, but I guess it's and, uh, it then, was pretty much, and then I was like crying and afraid. That's actually the best way to describe the lowest points is yeah, totally irritated, totally pissed off about what's going on. Um, and then Ashley being terrified, terrified, crying, it's just dramatic. Right. And then me being even more annoyed because then she's crying about, it. I'm just like, Oh my gosh. So it was a match made in hell, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> the, the negative energies feed into each other and become, they were, they were reciprocals, you know, they were very connected, obviously. And then it spiraled into, because you were resisting everything mm-hmm. and it was like, you were just so, I like, this is not how it was supposed to go. This was not a part of your plan ultimately. Totally. And it this had. This is not what my life was supposed to be. Yes. That and really it really sums it up. Blew up our future plans and it really drove you into this I want to even say it was a depression because oh, totally was. you were like then what's the point of anything I don't even know what what's the point of living oh the existential moment I had yeah where I was like it's all pointless because then it made me realize that all of it's gonna go all of this life is temporary and at first that was like kind of depressing because I was like why you can't even get out of bed I was like what's the point then it all burns Literally, you know, it all burns and it's all going to go. It's all, this whole universe will eventually like implode on itself. You know, it's all blink of an eye stuff. And, and yet, how do you move forward from that? Even in knowing that you are eternal, there's still something uh, that was hard to let go of. The attachments that it means nothing. Yeah. So how did you, because now you're in a, such a polar opposite space. You're grateful, you're happy, you're present, you're in love, like... It's like, you know, you're just rainbows and butterflies now. So what was the big transition for you to overcome your resistance to everything that was happening, everything that was taken from you, even our future plans? And mm-hmm. we were completely, re- our life now and what we're doing and where completely we're heading changed. is completely different completely because different. of this event. So mm-hmm. what... It literally threw us into a new life. So what happened? How did you embrace it? I think one point, there just finally was one day after really feeling it and going through it, just like, you know, we said, you have to let the person go through it. And I needed to experience the full range of emotion, the low, and then to come out of it by realizing that it's okay. It's okay that I don't have control. I can let go of control. And in fact, it's actually very liberating because now I don't have to, it's not something to be so morose about and like morbid it's not a miserable thing it's this beautiful thing of you don't have control so stop stressing stop stop resisting you're resisting something you have no control over that's exhausting the control is an illusion yeah there's no control you are you are on you are this divine beautiful temporary creation of such spectacular uniqueness that there's no real reason to fight it there's no you're fighting the entire universe and it just became more about appreciating rather than 
focusing on what I'm losing. Instead of focusing on what I've lost and focusing like, oh, my attachments, it's all going to be nothing. Instead, see, wow, what a what an amazing experience. I got that. to live there. I get to live. Yeah. I get to be there. I got to be there. I got to see I that get to have this that. life. What a, I could have nothing or, you know, whatever. Like, it just gratitude. Gratitude was the key. It was starting to just look around and instead of looking at all that's lost and wrong and all that you don't have and all that I didn't have and that what wasn't, I had to literally just as cliche it is, start seeing all that was and start seeing all that was around that I did have, all the experiences I was having that I have had. And that still get to come. And that still are going to happen. And I, when you get in this state of gratitude, as I really like just dove into it, I finally realized that I'm so satisfied and grateful with everything that we've had that it's hard to imagine that I need anything more. That's what's crazy is there's actually nothing else needed. Everything is already complete now. It's already so perfect. And if I can just remember that, then it's this enjoyable ride. Mm -hmm. It's when I forget that it becomes miserable. Mm -hmm. right it's when I forget and think that I am in control and that I need to make things last and that everything needs to be permanent and everything needs to go according to plan and like (laughs) it all needs to be like structured and uh logical and everything needs to make sense and it's so funny to just let it all go and just be like I don't know I don't know why does it need I don't need to know why all I need to do is just accept that it's happened and how am I going to go about this? It is my reaction or my perspective of life that's controlling the experience. That's, that's my real control, how I react to life because this all taught me that there is no control. I don't have the ability to control the volcano, mm-hmm. right? Like it just couldn't be more any, any more obvious. And so this was just a really good time to, let go of all my resistance in my life, whether it's career or whether it's, um, you know, relationship, whether it's where we live, you know, wh- whether it's surfing, am I going to get to surf or not? Like, that was my favorite spot. Like whatever, like I got to let it all go and just be like, it is what it is. Just go for the ride, man. Stop, stop seeing what's missing and start seeing what is here. Mm-hmm. See all the beauty that we do have. And that, that was a massive transformation, you know, that really flipped the uh, scales, that really changed the energy and just massively switched. Yeah, and And I feel like this is a really cool thing because, you know, we each have our, like, life's work of um, overcoming obstacles and Mm -hmm. resistance has been a constant theme in our relationship. Mine is anger and resistance for sure. I mean, every chapter of our lives, like, I'm sorry to throw you under the bus, but it just feels like right. you've resisted. Oh, I totally do. Every time our life changes, yeah. you're resisting Even though it. I know it's good, so, like, subconsciously, I still am just like, no, no, no. New opportunities, <laughs> new jobs, moving, like, every yeah. single thing. It's, it's like Matthew wild. has just kicked and screamed about. We, it's just wild all the time, guys. And then he'll it's get always there, else. and he'll be happy, and he'll love it, but, like, it was, like, pulling him by the teeth yeah. to get him there, so... I'm interested and curious to see if this volcanic eruption was big enough in our face change mm-hmm. that it was it to hit deep enough that you're really going to let go and move on. And I wonder for me 
if it was deep enough and big enough and really forced me to look enough that I'm also going to let go mm-hmm. of a lot of my anxiety and fear that prevents me from yeah. living. Like, mm-hmm. like, you know, I am, I have a lot of anxiety, totally a lot of fear around social anxiety, people, mm-hmm. um, vulnerability. Yeah. Just physically, you're really physical, concerned like, with your physical. Change. Yeah. You've afraid been in of going on freeways, car accidents and yeah. it's made you really afraid. So it's, this huge surrender for both mm-hmm. of us. And I think both of us are going to be able to live more fully and present with our lives because this big thing isn't standing in the way anymore of us truly living in the moment, living with gratitude. Mm-hmm. Like you're going to be able to just, you know, something happens and just go with it and be like, yeah, now I'm here and it's awesome. Let's see what happens from this instead of why is this happening? Well, I know. Yeah. You know, it's crazy. A good mantra or rather like just a meditation perspective I've been taking recently is that like accepting that it is perfect exactly as it is. And just telling myself, this is such this an is amazing perfect. life. I have a perfect life. Everything exactly how it's supposed to be. There's nowhere else to be. This is exactly what I want. Um, you know, I'm so grateful for all of this and just, you know, whatever phrases that really hit home for you, I've just been repeating those and starting my day, setting my intention like that. Mm-hmm. Because I used to wake up and have thoughts of like, oh, this is wrong and this is not right. And yeah. this is not where it's supposed to be. And da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. like my old stream of consciousness, my old thoughts were all focusing on what wasn't there. So it's kind of like jumpstarting yourself. You are purposely planting new seeds of thought and I've been having a lot of success with it and anytime I start to slip back I just come back to it Mm -hmm. and remind myself oh yeah like everything's great everything's awesome like it's all in your perspective it's all in how you look at this because it's the same experience it just depends on how you look at it one person can be having a great time and the other person can be totally terrified. Mm-hmm. And our experience going through the volcano was exactly that. And what's the interesting thing is like my fear is actually a resistance. Like yeah. it's all resistance. Mm-hmm. So I guess the moral of all of this is back to that. What are we resisting? Letting go of control. And how can we let go more and more, continue to let go, like just loosen the grip. And we're so afraid to do it. And we think that by being in control is what keeps us happy. And mm-hmm. it's like that obsession with being in control is that actually what keeps us miserable because mm. we don't have control. You can't, mm. you don't decide when the sun comes up. You don't decide the weather. You don't decide how the world's going to operate. You could just wake up and the company you work for could just foreclose, mm-hmm. you know, like or the relationship could be done. You just, you cannot or someone control. Could die. Someone can die. Like or a hurricane could, a hurricane come. We just endured a hurricane us. the last two days. <laughs> so we had volcano and then we had hurricane lane. And you did way better. I did way better. You totally did great. So it's like this so obsession calm. with control is actually what we need to look at. Not everything we're trying to control. Mm-hmm. So this is like the call to action for um, this week. And, that's Do a little really... self-reflection on this. Ask yourself, what are you trying to have control over? Maybe it's mm. a person, a, a, a child. Maybe it's a partner. Maybe it's a... Maybe it's French. Maybe it's finances, you know, being obsessed with a certain amount of savings or debt or money and just constantly being obsessed with control over that. Or maybe it's, mm-hmm. you know, just any situation you're trying to control. And, and ask yourself how you can just loosen your grip. Yeah, and you know, see that, what happens. That's really what yoga is all about. You know, it's 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 seeing the ego self, that sense of control, 
as what causes us suffering, surrendering that and surrendering it to God, surrendering it to divinity, surrendering it to trust and love and letting go of control. I mean, mm-hmm. and that's enlightenment. Yep. You know, everything in yoga teaches that the, the master, the enlightened, you know, the final self-realized goal is actually a surrendered state. Yeah, radical presence. It is radical presence and radical surrender yeah. to the point of nothing is lacking. Everything is complete. Yeah. Everything is whole. And you're just a passenger looking out the window. And therefore, everything is perfect. Taken in the scenery. And that's why... Whatever's happening. The enlightened yogis, the masters, they are perpetually at peace. Mm-hmm. Because there's nothing ever wrong. Perpetually at peace. I like and that. And they are in... They are seated in that eternal bliss. That is the goal of yoga. And we can all experience that mm-hmm. because that peace is us it mm-hmm. is inside yeah, it's still of there us. it's already there enlightenment could take a, a second or it could take lifetimes it's like <laughs> it's just how long do we want to take to learn it concept because it's like we don't have to control anything we have to just let you go. actually have to let go which is hilarious because it's the last thing you want to do and but it's actually incredibly easy is inside you and that is so comforting and just feel that and just take a mm-hmm. deep breath in and just, and just feel a deep breath out that that peace is already inside of you because that's actually what we're seeking. We think that by the controlling, we're going to put ourselves in a space where we're at peace. Mm-hmm. And actually, peace is just here now if we just let go. We're trying to acquire peace. Yeah, and we already are peace. You are peace. So, all right. Next week's episode, we have our first guest, and we're really excited because mm-hmm. we're going to start bringing guests onto the show, and we're starting to make an amazing lineup. So, our first guest is going to be Pedro from the Instagram account Yogi Memes. And he has and runs um, a few accounts, but this one in particular is so awesome because it's a account dedicated to making yoga and spirituality humorous and kind of just making fun of ourselves, mm, making fun of teach. the practice, making mm-hmm. fun of how like seriously we take all of it. Mm-hmm. And... Um, it's, it's the easiest way to learn when you just laugh at yourself. Oh, yeah. You gotta so, laugh at the ego. Yeah. I actually want <laughs> to read humans. one that I saw today and I just died laughing. It says, uh, you know, in a quote, do what you love and money will follow. Ate pizza, drank wine, took a five-hour nap in my underwear, and took selfies with my dog. Now I wait. <laughs> <laughs> like, I just love it because it's like, uh, let's awesome. get real, you know? And awesome. I just want to dive into a podcast with Pedro about just getting real. And, um, oh like, we don't need to take this, this shit so seriously, you know? Totally. Like, the inner work, yoga, meditation, yeah. yeah, our again, practice. Let go, man. Let's just let go. Stop taking it so seriously. Just chill, And bro. enjoy. Just totally you gotta chill. And if you're not already following his account it's um yogi memes on instagram and it will totally give you a good laugh and um he's a yoga teacher and has um lots of experience leading students which i think is where he gets his inspiration for these memes mm, is probably we'll through teaching yeah. and his students and probably just being a practitioner himself so um really excited to dive into a, a podcast one. yeah it should mm-hmm. be a funny podcast next week so make sure that you tune in for that and um other than that if you guys aren't already part of the inner work community on facebook we have a facebook group for everybody who's a part of our podcast and our community and really hope you guys join this group and dive into conversation there around you know what you're going through what you're working on ask questions and start conversations that we can all 
continue to liberate ourselves together. And also, um, we're working on some really cool stuff where we might be doing some yoga retreat giveaways. Say what? And um, creating regular content for, for you guys to create, you know, a more peaceful life and the all the things that we get out of retreat, like inner peace and happiness mm. and joy and presence and all relaxation, the all the inner work. At home, you can create your own retreat lifestyle. So um, we're going to be bringing that to you as well. So make sure you're in the Facebook group, the inner work community. And if you're not already following us on Instagram, it's at the yoga couple. And we'll see you guys next, next week. week. Love you guys. Love you guys. Hope you have a great week. Keep letting go. And feel those good vibes. <laughs> and just, re- just relax. Enjoy the ride. Enjoy the ride. Love you guys. Namaste. Namaste.